0: Welcome to the passion behind the art show. It's all about diving in with individuals to learn the story behind their passion. It's your host, Daryl Penning. It's another week, another amazing guest, and another opportunity for me to bring you value through someone else's story. This week's episode will be coming to you from Creative South. I was asked by Mike Jones to come out and record live at the conference and I had a blast. Creative South is one of my favorite conferences to go to. It's a magical place. It's all about community and it's all about building each other up. No matter what level you are, you will get value and you will find people that are much more excited about pushing you up than pushing you down. So without further ado, this week's episode. Well, I am super excited to have my homie, good friend, Doc Reed on the Passion Band Art Show. Doc, welcome.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate you inviting me to sit down with you. Yeah, man.
0: Um, I know this has been like a, a long time coming. It has. We've been trying to work this thing out. <laughs> yeah, my fault. <laughs> All my fault. All right, so let's jump right
1: into it. How did your creative journey start? Oh, man. Um, I'm one of those typical, like, art kids that grew up sort of with crayons in my hands. And, um, I think, like, kindergarten brought home the, what do you want to be when you grow up piece of paper that gets hung up on the refrigerator <laughs> with, uh, a horrible stick figure standing in front of an, an easel and said, I want to draw people when I grow up type of a thing. So, um, so art had always been part of. Okay my background or back you know story type of thing um and there was a short stint where i wanted to be a, a fighter pilot uh and then i uh, had an eye injury and realized fighter pilots have to have eyes to see dog fights they're important to have eyes so uh it's like okay glasses not gonna be something that i could be a fighter <laughs> pilot with so all right well we're all in on art <laughs>
0: So, hold on. First of all, where did the whole fighter pilot,
1: pilot deal come from? Uh, um, I was born out in California, but then real early on, I was maybe like eight, and we moved to to Fayetteville, North Carolina, so there was uh, Fort Bragg and Air uh, Pope Air Force Base that were pretty much like 15, 20 minutes from, from our house, and just any given afternoon or time of day, you'd see Chinooks flying overhead or, you know, Apaches uh. or Warthogs or, you know the um, f-16 falcons nice. and i mean it just was one of those like oh that's it got cool. to where like you could hear them coming and go that's a warthog that's a falcon that's oh a really yeah it was, it was a lot of fun just sort of oh so
0: you could have been able to tell by the sound what what it was yeah wow, it was it was, was wow.
1: a lot of fun um going to the air force museum there uh in the fort bragg museum just okay so a lot of military influence early on gotcha um yeah. Okay. So why did you, what was the eye injury about? Oh, uh, that was uh, a, a two liter bottle of uh, pop, cola, Pepsi. It wasn't Pepsi. but It was like a Dr. Thunder, Big K uh, knockoff. We had opened it the night before uh, with pizza. And I had come in. We were having like a, a work day type of a thing. And I had come in, just reached in the refrigerator, grabbed a, a half full and it was the one time I had ever stopped to read that writing around the lid, like, recyclable and in Indiana type of a right. thing. And sure enough, like, gave it half a twist. And I'm leaning right, like, right over top of it. And it sh- unscrews itself and pops off, hits me right <laughs> square in the eyeball. And I pulled a Homer Simpson and, like, kicked myself in a circle on the kitchen floor. <laughs> um, the best part was my mom was on the phone with... with uh, one of the ladies, uh, I think it was helping run uh, like the Sunday school, preschool department. Okay. And she's looking at me like, I'm on the phone. Can't you tell I'm on the phone? And she goes, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to call you back. I think Brian's hurt himself. Uh, that was back when I was called Brian. Everyone, my parents called me Brian. I didn't get docked doc until I was in college. But So <laughs> she's like, you better not be joking or I'm going to beat you type of, <laughs> type of a thing. And I'm like, no, 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 you know, crying hysterical and stuff like that so dude so did it affect your vision in any for, way for for several weeks uh i had like temporary glaucoma really in my my uh, my right eye and basically it was uh the blunt force had mm. damaged the duct that allowed the saline to exit my eye like it just was pumping in fluid to keep it fresh, but none of it was leaving. So there's just a mouse uh, a massive amount of pressure that was on my eye okay. for a little bit. But it, it healed up and did its thing, and there wasn't any surgery needed. But there's a little bit of scar tissue that's floating around in there, uh, but very minimal at this point. I was back. I was 13. So that was like a temporary thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Alright. So. You feel,
0: you feel like, okay, you've been a creative kid. Yeah. You went through the fighter pilot phase, and where did it go after that?
1: Um, It, it went back to uh, art, and honestly, with the eye injury, art was still very, very important and a big part of who I wanted to be and, and, and whatnot, and I know that they're talking with mom and dad afterwards. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, you, that was a real, real dark spell for you when you thought that you weren't going to be able to do art because you felt like... <laughs> I can't do art if I can't see what I'm doing type of a thing. And so there was a, a huge plummet in my, I guess, like a depression type of a thing um, mm. that they, it, that I remember getting my first like art desk shortly after the eye injury is sort of a, it wasn't like, hey, we need to help pull them out of this slump type <laughs> of a thing. But that's essentially what it okay. was like. I'd been saving up money to, to buy it myself. And they sort of pulled the trigger and were like, hey, you've done, real well, saving up your allowance type of thing to get this. So um, they didn't tell me at the time that it was to help sort of okay. inject me with some positive energy and and, and, and whatnot. But, but, yeah, so it was, yeah, I guess, I guess art got me back. Okay. So
0: what kind of desk was it? Was it one of those ones? That yeah, it was, it was an old Alvin. It was, oh. a, it was a white Alvin <laughs> uh,
1: desk drafting table that um, had the, the screws at the back and the front. exactly what you're talking about. You raise it up as high as you want. You put that little angle on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, My my lamp finally broke in the last move from Wilmington (laughs) to Charlotte like three years ago. And I was just like, oh. Uh, Yeah, that's a big deal. I was like, "Eh, that's been with me (laughs) for over 20 years. You kept it that long? I kept it that long, yeah. Actually, the desk is in my garage right now holding up my exposure unit for some of the screen printing that I do. Wow. So yeah, it's still. It's, yeah, I got that in '93, and it's still with. That was a good buy. <laughs> yeah, totally a good buy. I was gonna say they don't make things like no. that anymore. <laughs> wow. So
0: I still can't believe that. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, so where did it go after that? You went to school for design, got a degree.
1: Yep. As, as like a couple people that I've heard on on your show talk about. Yeah, I didn't know what graphic design was till like senior high school or uh, college type of thing. Mm. Like uh, I was in art school and uh, my my art teacher, my senior year, Miss Alice, she, uh, she signed my yearbook. She's like, one of these days you're going to make a fantastic graphic artist wow. or graphic designer. Um, and I was like, I'm going to have to go look this up because I have no uh, idea like- what graphic artist is. Um, and that was sort of the first time I was like, Oh, there's this whole other world outside of just um, art history that uh, I had not really been exposed to. Like, gotcha. comic books were an entry point as right, well as, right, like, right. cartoons. But I hadn't made the connection of, like, matte painting and background painting as as a form of art. And then comic books as sequential art and mm-hmm. panel design composition type of a thing. Um, it was all just, like, this is really cool. I love looking at the images and... Um, I didn't really read comics. I read visually, right? Exactly. Uh, I was just like, "Oh man, yeah, this is cool." Um, and then would I would read the comic once, just flipping through the pages, looking at the story, and then I would read it again mm-hmm. for the the word. I sort of do that with foreign films a little bit. Like I will watch subtitles. I'll watch the movie first, trying to read the subtitles, and then go back and be able to. Once I understand where the story is going, right. Um, I can enjoy the nuances of the cinematography, gotcha. a, a lot more. So, I got you. Um, but but yeah, like it's foreign, to do f- that. foreign
0: movies with subtitles. Um, my wife loved those. You, she loves them. You uh, no, it's work. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm watching to enjoy, not oh, yeah, to work. Yeah, 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 it's work. Yeah, like I don't want to work. Wow, <laughs> I don't want to work. Yes. <laughs> so okay, so. What was do you remember what that feeling was like cuz that's like crazy to have someone write in your yearbook um, um gonna be, do you remember what that feeling was like after you re- you read that from a teacher
1: I mean it was one of those things like at the initially my pride was dinged a little bit because I didn't know what it was and uh, like it, there was maybe a little bit of like no I wanted to be an artist mm. I have to now understand what this is type of thing once I understood like more of what it was like right and realized it wasn't like I didn't at the time like marketing, advertising and all of that stuff was not in the picture. It wasn't right. included. Like that came in college when gotcha. we were learning about, you know Yeah, all that. Uh, stuff, more of more of, stuff. of the design side. But I mean it was it was super cool. Like when I figured out and what it was and went back and reread it and it was like one of these days you're gonna make a fantastic graphic artist, I was like that came from an honest and sincere place right. and like, that's really cool that someone would, like, believe in me. Right, Type right, of a right. thing. So, I mean, it, teachers have always had, like, a special spot in my mind because of the fact that, like, i was in class with some terrible kids. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, we had kids that would put in, like, Exacto blades oh in the fronts of gosh. airplanes and oh throw paper gosh. airplanes across And it's just like, I mean, you gotta deal with that type of crap. Um, and you still want to pour in to the right, kids. Right, right, I mean, that, right, That takes a special person. And, right. I mean, there, there aren't many people
0: like that in this world. The, the tolerance level is totally different now. <laughs> but it's crazy you said that. Like, I had one class, a chem- chemistry class. Okay. And I'm telling you, like, I don't know why I was placed in this class, but it was the worst <laughs> set of kids <laughs> I've ever been around in my entire life. They gave that teacher hell. God. Like legit just because they could. Yes, uh, legit hell. That was so crazy. So that means that when you first read the quote, you were more thinking,
1: oh, she's telling me I can't do it. Um, uh-huh. No, well, I mean, there may have been a little bit of confusion because I was thinking. Like you want to be an artist. Yeah, I wanted to be an artist. And I just being naive and not knowing what it was, gotcha. I, I had to sort of take a step back and go. Apparently, there's a whole nother door in a world that I need to explore, type right, of right, thing. Because right. she obviously saw that I, and coming from comic books and cartoons, like there was a stylization mm-hmm. that I was trying to break down. And a lot of it came from the influence of comic books where they would break forms and figures down into recognizable almost symbols.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Like uh, I think Chris Doe and one of his. Uh, YouTube videos, he was talking about comic book artists that basically their style comes out of their visual shorthand right? for like, hey, yeah, this is how true. I'm going to yep. draw a nose and an eye, yep. so you know um, Jack Kirby's yeah. look mm-hmm. from uh, you know any of the others, yep. just it's sort true. of that, that flat angular uh, approach type of things. Then you got uh, John Ramada mm-hmm. Jr. type of a thing, and John Ramada Sr. and Mark Bagley and Eric Larson. And they all had
0: like, that signature. Vis- uh,
1: yeah, like a visual language that mm-hmm. they that they had adopted and just come to own. Right. And at that point, I was still just copying all of their visual <laughs> language and, and making my dictionary larger. Um, we all
0: did it, bro. Oh,
1: yeah. And I think you have to, to some point, to you understand, like, what your shorthand then becomes. Right, right, right. So, but yeah. So, you know, you, you know what's crazy? And this, I never understood this,
0: like we all knew about the comic side, the animated side, but it's like none of us realized what the heck what it graphic, was. That, graphic yeah, design, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the whole idea of graphic design. We got the comic side, but not, okay, graphic design, creating logos, collateral, all of that stuff.
1: I mean, it's, it is definitely crazy, for sure. And I, there's a book out, um, it's Maurice Noble, who was like the background artist, painter, that worked closely with Chuck Jones on a lot of his, oh, okay. um, the Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah, 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 uh, know Chuck Jones. Some of the best. Right. Yes. Uh, in my opinion. Um, and it was one of those things like looking at it as a kid, I never understood. And the, the composition of how like the backgrounds were designed, like right. they were drawn, uh, drawn in such a way that they pulled you through the spaces. Right. And flipping through some of these books where they've got some of that, you know, noted out, mm-hmm. it, it it's like, holy moly. Yeah. Like, there's a science to it and a purpose for the way that the designs were done. And so it was like just all around us and was completely oblivious to it. I always like seeing like those
0: older guys or those who drew all these characters. Mm-hmm. I like seeing their old sketches, with oh, yeah. the notes and stuff like that. Like, it just changes the whole perspective. Of, 100%. Yeah. And then to imagine like what they had to deal with technology
1: wise. Like, no computers. It was all done on acetate and tracing paper. <laughs> if you screw up... Oh, I did one of the best like little nuggets. Like Sometimes you can see Bugs Bunny's got four whiskers, two on each side, and sometimes he's got three, three or, or six, three on each side. And that um, was because of budget constraints. They had to cut down on the amount of ink that they were doing, and so they cut wow. out two whiskers off of every cell that they were painting, 24 for a second. It apparently added up. And I was just like, huh. That's crazy. I never would have missed those two whiskers, but from, like, a character development and design standpoint. Mm -hmm. And then, like, hey, it's a real quick, easy way to stay on budget when things are tight. Uh, 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 Wow. Like, I would have never knew that. That's (laughs) crazy.
0: Whiskers taking up space. So, all right. So, you're doing your thing. You're in design. Like, did you... After you graduate, did you jump into like that dream job? Like what was the career
1: path oh, after? Oh man, right out of college I jumped straight into Walden Books. <laughs> <laughs> into what? Walden Books. They're chapter thirteen now. Uh basically it was a um a book sto- a bookshop. It oh, okay. was uh a so- sort of small, it was in malls, uh nowhere on near the scale and size of like a Barnes and Noble or a Books a Million type of a thing, super bookstore. Gotcha. Um, but uh yeah, it was I definitely graduated with a completely jacked perspective on mm. how the design and art career right. worked. Like, I I graduated... And I think I, part of it was I, w- I always wanted to make sure that I did good work and that I never made it on anybody else's name or dime. Gotcha, or, gotcha, gotcha. So right. I completely missed the whole point of it's not what you know, it's who you yeah, know. No. I always took that as like dirty politician like oh yeah 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 let me get you you know and it it always had a slimy shady feel to you yeah and Mm. completely miss it it wasn't for several years till i realized oh like my buddy over here is working and they're kicking around ideas for this mural or wanting to kick off a conference type of a thing and he's like "Ah, i got a buddy that could do it and he hits me up he's like hey do you have bandwidth to take this on we're looking for x y and z Uh, if you've got some you know you want. throw a bit in with some sketches and comps and stuff like that um would love to i'd love to have, put your name in the hat and All that right. was sort of the that was 2013 so i mean it yeah. that was sort of when the light bulb clicked i'm like oh that's the power <laughs> of having like, relationships yeah, relationships, with relationships people. Yeah. um and, and even, like, I don't even like using the word networking because it still has a lot of that. It's a kind of different. Like, building relationships yes. and networking, It's yeah. I mean, it no Technically, it's the same thing, but I think it's how people do it. Right. Um, if there's that purpose uh, and thoughtfulness behind mm-hmm. the actions and motives, like, I just wanted to get to know you right. back in October type of thing. I don't think our, our, our paths had crossed. I know we were at Creative South for several right. years together. If it
0: did... It wasn't long enough to even re- yeah, remember, right? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, when we threw down back in, in October, I was like, "Holy cow! Like, why are we not fast friends for several years?" Type of a thing. Um, exactly. So that that was sort of how I had begun approaching, and I had always really looked at networking was it was it was just being friends to anybody that that, that came into my life right. for whatever reason yeah. and. Uh, offering to be a cheerleader, cheerleader, help, whatever the was, case may be. Yeah, just they needed somebody to sit and talk to and sort of right. work through some stuff mentally, or right. just needed a sounding board. Like I wanted to be that person as well, and so that was that was how I looked at you know networking and building relationships. I never was looking for an in, mm-hmm. um, and now you know several years into my career, it's like oh. I was networking the entire time. I just looked was at it differently. Doing it completely different type of thing. It wasn't wasn't trying I want to be your friend because of what you can do for do me, for type, me. Of, yeah. type of a thing. Yeah. So and I I think that that's a huge piece. I think people are getting a lot better about it. Yeah. Um, at least in my interactions, I'm sure that it, it's, it's still out happening. There. It's still out it's there. still out there. It's still out there. But um, yeah. but yeah, so I think I think I
0: think that you you have to have some kind of mutual balance yeah okay and I feel like if it's just that sole reason I'm gonna get to know Doc yeah. strictly because I know Doc knows this person
1: yeah oh, yeah.
0: it comes
1: off yeah
0: you know what I mean yep, yep. and it, it's not gonna last I mean it's trying to like
1: make friends with yeah. <laughs> uh, a girl's that you're, you liked in high school trying to make <laughs> friends with her friends or, yes. or, like, a guy friend that she's friends with, you're like, oh, yeah, what's up, Jimmy? So you know uh, Jessica? You want to introduce me to Jessica? And then it just is <laughs> destined
0: for failure. Oh, uh, that's funny. So, so far, like, it didn't seem like there was any struggle. But what would you say was the hardest struggle you had to experience in your creative, yeah, creative, creative journey? In Yeah, in your creative journey. Oh, man. Or in life. Um,
1: oh. Man. To... Man, I mean we all are dealing with demons at some Mm -hmm. level Um, I think one of the biggest things that I'm realizing now is that they're I mean everybody's dealing with imposter syndrome some deal with it better Um, and I know that's sort of become a buzzword in our industry is imposter syndrome but I think beyond that Like, we all want to do the best work that we can. Right. And we all are doing the best we can with where we are in our careers. And we're always looking at the person that's 5 to 10 to 20 to 100 steps down the road. And that constant comparison. Um, It's sort of like me when I graduated, got married, and wanted to buy a house. Like, I expected to be able to buy a house that I grew up living in that Mm -hmm. my parents had built. For th- you know, yeah. took them thirty years to to get to that point <laughs> to uh, that. to be able to afford a house with, you know that you know the bedrooms and the dining room and the backyard and uh I it was it was crushing when I went to the bank and they're like, you can afford this little box over here on this concrete pad, uh, and I was like what do you mean I can't have a picket fence and a backyard for the kids to go run around? He's like bro you don't even have kids yet, you just got married. Isn't that funny though? Um, I I. I think we do that with our art careers yeah. a lot. Um, where we I, I did. I, I graduated and I was just, you know I'm amazing and everybody knows it. And then you get out of the word and you'd be like, Nah, bro Nobody knows <laughs> uh, about me, who I am, what I'm doing and um Yeah. yeah. There was a, there was I spent far too many nights. I don't regret hanging out and playing video games with my buddies. Mm. I just wish I'd have been more intentional and purposeful about setting goals for myself at an early age because I could have done both. I just chose to have more fun than I did set vision and goals and and whatnot for myself. Um, And now I'm playing catch up. Right. Um, But I think creatives in general have a tendency to undervalue ourselves and our talents and what we can bring to the table. And... I'm glad that there's people out in the world now that are challenging us mm-hmm. to be like, hey, they've been there. I'm just now sort of finding a lot of them. Um, I mean, that I feel like that's what Chris Doe does a lot right, with it's true him challenging true. The, the status quo and teaching as well as how we look at ourselves. I mean, Seth Godin talks a little bit about that yeah. and, and several of his books, you know, touching on it. And um, I, I just think, I don't know what the magic pill is for confidence right. in our own work but uh, I, that would be the one like if I could dish out superpowers to everybody yeah. that would be the I would just every creative conference I would go I would just sprinkle the pixie dust and fairy dust or whatever it is like over everybody just be like I want you to be confident in who you are and every statement that you make like this is what I charge for my talents and it doesn't go up like this is what I charge Mm-hmm type of a thing right. uh, and it's you own it and right. you're confident in it and you understand that it's going to take X, Y, and Z to get this product done um, so so if it's one thing to say okay
0: okay I have confidence and try to build that confidence in yourself like did you have
1: anyone around you to kind of create some kind of support system for uh, you yeah as I say the family here at Creative South has been uh um, really really good about that I mean I've, I've had people my wife Julie is a constant like source of encouragement and like no this is good that's okay you should do better type of with with internal critiques but then as far as peers and, and friends like having people like Lenny Terenzi and, and, and Lydia and um, just just uh, Looking back on it, like I'm not even 100% sure how they came into our my life or how we came into each other's life. I know I met Lenny at a a uh, like a not a portfolio review, but like a studio walk. Gotcha. And you know, just cross paths and rode down on some struggles that we were dealing with, and Mm -hmm. then like, oh yeah, just and then we we moved past it and became friends. And um, I've got an amazing fellowship. Of friends that, if I need some feedback, right, right, I can get it. Um, but I don't. I don't know if I've ever not had anyone that believed in me. Mm. Like I grew up in a family where mom and dad didn't necessarily understand art, but they understood that I loved it and wanted to do it, and were there to encourage me. Okay. Um, I mean, like a lot of art people don't understand some of it you know like why do you want to do this like i don't understand why the campbell soup cans are that amazing right like, what's the deal warhol um and uh my mom was a huge fan of norman rockwell oh, okay wow um, and so there was she loved his storytelling and i think not knowing i always viewed him as a painter Got gotcha. you. And it wasn't until like got into college and started learning about illustration that there was like, oh no, he's he, we're going to put him in this illustration camp. And I always was sort of like, but he, his paintings are amazing, technical, and like they hold their own to any other painter in history type of a thing. And um, but then yeah, so there there was an early on um, engagement, involvement, investment from my initial blood family gotcha. that then grew into my creative family Got gotcha. you. Um, so and i'm not, i you know talking about it now i realize that i've been extremely fortunate and blessed to have that many people that i've been able to call my family right and, and uh that have believed enough in me to encourage me and to say hey, where have you been? Like, I, I've missed seeing you share your stuff. or right. And, you know, when I'm in a low spot and then when I'm in a high spot, I'm getting, you know, digital high fives and then yeah. real high fives and hugs in person. So, um, and again, that would be, if I could figure out a way to give that to everyone. Right. Like, I would love for everyone to just be surrounded with people that care yeah. about them and what they're doing, both. With their art and, and, how, just they're, in and life. how they're doing with... Yeah. yeah. I think that's important. Oh, totally. I, think I mean, if I you're think in a good. spot where you're just being crushed under mental and emotional baggage and burdens of life, right? that's not a good place to be creating from. I mean, you can create a um, a bunch of work and, I mean, it's going to be... I think pretty obvious that it's going to have some visual some darkness. <laughs> darkness in it. And I mean, to your point about the, or your question earlier about that dark spot in your life or a creative path, like there, I went through a real dark spot. And mm. when I was 13 where I, uh, my, my grandfather was murdered mm. and, uh, I don't, I don't like going there mm. and I never wanted to create work that, I guess dealt with it because mm-hmm. I didn't ever want to put any more of that into the world, like um, most of my stuff is pretty vibrant from a color palette standpoint, a and lot of energy and and I think it's maybe me trying to combat some of that mm-hmm. um, and the last the last year and a half has been sort of a journey as I've had several people just be like when they find out about that story mm-hmm. and they're like. Have you ever thought about processing that through your art? And I say, I don't want that to taint this. Right. Um, But I think the more that I've sat with it, the more, like, that idea of, like, that's one of the reasons I think that I've gravitated towards lighter, happier. Like, I want to be, I want to do work that is uplifting as opposed to something that's uh, speaks... To the the evil and the just the just the sadness yeah, 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 in, yeah, this, yeah, in yeah. this world um but not to try to sugarcoat it and brush it under the rug like it's there right um, which but, is true but uh but yeah so. so um
0: sorry to hear about your grandfather but
1: I appreciate that it was it was twenty five <laughs> well, years ago yeah it but still I, still stinks it's
0: still you could tell it's like yeah. it's still like who was he was in your life like
1: um as I say he was um, very one of the strongest men. then that, never graduated high school. I think I think he he dropped out of what I think would be considered elementary and middle school to, wow. to help run the family farm after his father wow. passed away in, in up in Virginia. And so, I mean, he was a farmhand up at, you know, 5 o'clock fetching eggs and and milking the cows before he went to, you know, start something else or go to school and then eventually dropped out of school to just basically run the farm after his dad passed away. And um, so there was always this amazing work ethic of show up, do your best, put in the time, and, you know, don't ever not put your best foot forward type of thing mm. and that became very prevalent in our lives um like the year before he died like he came to spend some time with us um and he would sit with us when we were doing our homework and was extremely proud of us when we came home And like we started taking stuff straight to him because he lit up mm. brighter than everybody my else mom and dad we were like oh sweet you got a hundred or you got an a on this like Tester report type of thing like the he produced far more lumens yeah <laughs> with his smile and 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 brightening up a room and and um and i think some of that comes from his lack of that education and just sort of building it uh his career like he, he was a uh like metalsmith worker type of a thing gotcha. and it worked his way up through the, the yard on up to being foreman and taking care of people and um, had to deal with injuries on the work type of thing. just had to deal with a hard blue collar gotcha. uh, life and job. But um, so always wanted his, his son, my dad, and I and my brother and, and whatnot to have that education as a shortcut to some uh, a life that was a little bit better than right. than what he had, and I didn't really put those pieces together till I've had my own children and gotcha. wanting more and better for them. But looking back on the conversation, just sort of how he reacted and mm-hmm. and whatnot, there was a a pride that he took in seeing us succeed. Um, so yeah, so that that was. I mean other than, you know, being grandpa, right, right, right. And you know, just the relationship that people would have with their 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 grandparents. There there was there was that extra little bit of yeah. You know, that
0: dynamic is always funny to me cuz I didn't experience any of my grandparents. No? My both my mom's parents died before I was even born. Ah. And I wasn't super close with my father. So I
1: By the time they were Well, I mean, like I said earlier, like, I take that for granted. Yeah. Um, And not realizing that that's not what everybody uh, has experienced. So I hate that, to hear that. I've
0: had people in my life. Okay. And I feel like God put people in my life to kind of combat that. A lot of grandmothers, you know, not blood, but they played that, yeah, they played that role, (laughs) you know what I mean, that role where someone you can go to, yeah, 100%, yeah, you know, so so it, 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 but it's always cool to hear that dynamic, and I look at it, and I see it through my kids when they interact with their grandparents, and I'm like, oh, so that's what this deal is, so it's kind of cool to kind of hear who he was to you, he was that pillar, Yeah. he was that pillar, so that's cool so excuse me so why I know you do a lot of collateral for work Mm -hmm. right yep what's the deal with the
1: illustration man uh, illustration like I said you know comic books and cartoons I, I come back to that just I've always loved drawing and hadn't quite ever figured out a way to make it stick Mm. as a full time gig I think some of that um, you always hear the starving artist thing and you just start believing it and like I can't make a living doing this but then you meet people that are doing doing it and it's like why have I been buying into this lie and what do I need to do to fix this It's true. Um, And so, gig posters, I fell into the gig poster screen print scene several years after it had been, like, it's... A thing? uh, uh, I I fell into it around 2001, 2002. Okay. And then, I think at that point, it definitely had a a firm footing Mm -hmm. in, in the industry, but... It was really about that time when it just like blew up and everybody was wanting to do it, Mm -hmm. Um, and I was looking up YouTube videos trying to figure out how to screen print. And wow, um, I missed. They didn't have screen printing at at college till my senior year, and then at that point, I didn't have the prerequisite classes. Like I had initial printmaking and loved it. Um, but needed to focus and wanted to focus more on illustration gotcha. and the the design as, as I had sort of uh, stated, like my or not stated, but was applying for the School of Graphic or Communication Arts type gotcha. of thing. So, um, the the gig posters allowed me to illustrate and do design that wasn't necessarily working for my nine to five. Job and clients type of a thing. Like, I'd have ideas as I'm sitting there working through things and going, ah, yeah, that's not going to work. I'm going to write that down (laughs) and flush it out for something else type of thing. And and Gig Posters essentially was homework to myself. Gotcha. Where it gave me a client, the band. It gave me content, their music and who they were. And it gave me a due date and a deadline of when the show was going to be. Gotcha. So I had three things that I wrapped up into a piece and was like okay the thermals are going to come to the soapbox Thursday night in, in a month like, gotcha. and I just would constantly check the venues and who was coming and so it. I loved that aspect it gave me that timetable and time frame and I had to get it done so um, that was sort of the impetus of a lot of the personal work that I started doing um, and Sitting behind a computer, I missed getting my hands dirty. Right, right, right. And so screen printing allowed me to get ink all over everything and paint all over everything. I actually use acrylic paint. Really? I don't use, like, actual screen screen printing things. Right, right. They they felt chalky to me, and I didn't like the way that they... I didn't like the way that they look. So, does it... How's the quality, like, does it... Um, I mean, I... I figure if acrylic paint's good enough to be put on canvas, it's good enough to be put on paper, and it's, I mean, it's as archival as right. it would be on canvas, and I just, I thinned it out with some extender. Right. Um, that, and there's the overprinting quality is my absolute <laughs> favorite part of screen printing. Uh, when you can print a a blue, and then you print a, a transparent red over top of it, you get purple, and you've got three colors immediately on a two-color job. And wow. so, it See, they're they're artists that do it so much better than me. But uh, that's one of the goals, and I will burn probably two days at the end of a project when I've got. It. All right, now how do I turn this? How do I make this a three-color print with two colors? Two colors, colors. Um, which for those who don't know, like that's a big that's deal. A big, if it's group print, know, <laughs> check out little friends of printmaking. They're out in uh, Pasadena. Okay, they're out in California. Um, they. They do it well. Mm. They they do it well. Like a lot of tongue in cheek in some of their their artwork type right. of a thing, but they they will make two colors go farther than just about.
0: I guess crazy to me that you took on screen print. I always saw that thing as it's so daunting.
1: Someone else is going to do it for me. It definitely is, but it's super fun, and you get test prints, and you get that's the magic for me, um, and it's. Forrest Gump says life's like a box of chocolates. I say life's like a a test print where you basically will have ink and you'll lay down ink. You'll pull Mm -hmm. a a print Mm -hmm. um, and you'll look at it, the paper, to make sure that everything's laying down correctly. Gotcha. And if it's not, then you try to fix it or you, you may need to burn another screen. But you've got evidence of something that you you did gotcha then you know the next thing you don't you don't necessarily throw that away because it's you know a mistake type of thing you just sort of hold on to it and you just do a couple of test prints to make sure the ink's the color that you want it to be that, that the image isn't blown out and you're getting a good crisp image type of a thing and after doing you know you can start doing this after five six posters mm. like the layering upon layering and it's like life like I made a mistake made him another mistake. Mm-hmm. And you just start stacking your mistakes on top of one another. And then you look back at them. and yeah, you're like, It's like a work of art. It's a freaking work of art. Like, there's, there's only one of these. And if you don't learn from your mistakes, yeah, it's just going to be a garbage test print. Gotcha. But if you learn and you go, okay, I see this. I need to do this differently next time. That's when you can, you can start changing and making um, the the transition from a mess of mistakes to a a hundred dollar like mono print art print that is beautiful and you know has value type of thing mm-hmm. um, and I, I think far too often we just sort of sit with our mistakes and let them determine and dictate who we are and where we're going <laughs> as opposed to being able to make that mental shift and going no this is this is an art print and this is what I've learned from this story and these mistakes that's got me to this point. It's more like a, uh, a visual diary. Gotcha. Of like, this is the journey that I've been on as an artist type of thing. And mm-hmm. the, you know, and you get color combinations that you would never <laughs> yeah. think of. Like, this color, this poster is going to be a black, red, and uh, white type of thing. Yeah. And then you're going to do I get a red print over top of a, a predominantly cool blue. And
0: you can't, Get to do that when you're hiring someone because it will cost your arm and. And honestly,
1: I just like I like experimenting. Gotcha. Far too much, and I think I need to dial in my personal work so that when a client comes, they know what they're going to get. I think right now, I think there's I've experimented too much. Play too much. Do some. But um. But yeah. Okay. Cool. Did I even answer that question? No, nah, you, 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 <laughs> you did. You did. You did. You did. This one about art prints.
0: Yeah, I can tell. Like you're super, super passionate about that. Like you, you can geek out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into some fun questions. All right. What is that thing you can't live without? That's not your phone. Not
1: my phone. Uh, is family included in that? Or does it have to be an object that I purchased? Well, I was hoping it was an object. An i object never to... got the family thing. Uh, I mean, go ahead. Okay, for an object sketchbook, mm. uh, and I'm I'm still. I thought you were the, gonna say a
0: screen printing machine.
1: Well, I, that's not something that I can take everywhere I want to go. True, true, um, true. I was gonna say the um, right now I'm exploring or experimenting with the um, Baron Fig little nice. pocket notebook. Nice. Uh, I've been given moleskins. Moleskins are probably my favorite. I mean, anything that's got a pocket in the back. Mm. Uh, but the moleskin sketchbooks have got a paper that will hold up to me putting paint in it and uh, not 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 bleed through too much to the next page which Um, is
0: a big deal
1: yeah and I print in my sketchbooks like if I've got leftover ink um I will I will totally um let you or like pull ink pull my sketchbooks out put them on the press and pull a poster over, over top of it and um that will allow me to basically keep from looking at a white canvas, a blank canvas. It allows me to have something down there that I can then go back and create on on top of, type of a thing. So, so yeah, I'd say sketchbook for for sure. Um, but yeah, definitely family. Family's important. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Creative or blood.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is true, so. Yeah, kind of, especially the the family that we've created. Yes, 100%. Um, it puts somebody, everything in perspective. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, somebody had said, and I guess they, they'd used the term, like, family and friends, like, um, f- friends are the family that you get to choose Right. type of thing, which, I've, I've, like I said, I've been blessed with having a really good family, blood, but I've been that much more blessed to have you know people like you in my life that just call up say hey how are things going you've been on my mind right, um, right. or get a text right. uh, what do you think about this or that yeah which is important because
0: yeah.
1: we get it we get yeah. where
0: we're trying to go we get each other mm-hmm. we that's in career and in person mhm and for me and you, we got a lot of coming. We got a lot coming, <laughs>
1: yeah. I was going to say, I was extremely excited that I wasn't alone in the four-kid the four club.
0: <laughs> Which is true, bro. So uh, I, I'm dealing with you. All right, so book recommendations. Book
1: recommendations. Oh, man, okay. Um, I I just, I got a couple. Um, Die Empty and Accidental Creative mm. are really good. Uh, Frick, I'm totally drawing a blank on his name right now. Um, I'll get it to you. But they, they basically, the idea in Die Empty mm-hmm. that stuck with me is like the most valuable property on this planet is the graveyard. Mm. And the reason that is is because that's where all the unfinished ideas are buried. Like if you've got ideas that you want to do and want to create, but you never gotcha. act, they die with you. And then those million-dollar ideas or this innovation or this artwork or this story or this poem or this Mm. speaker or um, a non-crappy politician Mm. is now buried in the ground. Wow. Um, And so that was the the idea of Die Empty was, like, get as much of that out of yourself as you possibly can so that you can die empty empty of ideas and you've expelled everything that you have believed in wanted to create had in you um, thought to to make or wanted to make like you've put it out there I like that I like um, that I like that and uh, I just finished up The Road Back to You it's an anagram okay and uh, you know I never was one, like, growing up comic books, like, I always just was interested in the pretty pictures and the story type of a thing. (laughs) Like, um, what's going to happen next? And so the the personal personal development happened far later than I would have liked for it to have happened. Um, But I'm glad that I'm doing it. And I would encourage everybody to double down on you and Mm -hmm. figure out what makes you tick understand what it is you want to be doing that way you know you can get a clearer picture earlier than I got for and made for myself um, So I'm there with you man I like that die, that die empty book though
0: so what's the first hour of your creative day, like, oh, or man. just today in general.
1: First, are we starting at midnight? Is the first hour, or are we start in the morning? Because a lot of times I'm I'm ending yesterday with the start of my morning oh, still burning well, burning the oil. Right, the,
0: the the new day, the
1: new day. Okay. <laughs> um. Unfortunately, right now, like I I I have not made the transition to be a a, a morning bird, mm, I'm still a night owl. Wow, Or an early bird, right? I'm not an early bird. I'm a night owl. Gotcha. And so I I will
0: work super late
1: i work super late and then i will sleep up till the very last minute i possibly can and then get the day the day rolling but i mean uh, with four kids we're finally now at the point where everyone's sleeping mostly through the night and we have very little like uh my youngest is is one mm, okay uh, my oldest will be nine um this year but they're you know occasional nightmares or you, you'll hear them whimpering and, and they're totally sleeping just having <laughs> something's chasing them or something like that or they <laughs> fell off their the tricycle and, yeah 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 um so sort of wake them up make sure they're good okay I'm gonna go back to bed um but uh yeah as I was gonna say snuggle hugs have become a thing oh, yeah. where kids will you know get up with us and some of them just want to sort of hang out and, and snuggle for a little bit, which way better than getting ready and going to work. Uh, <laughs> just that I, I want to make sure that I, I capitalize on those moments and right. make sure that That's true. I'm not pushing them off. So anytime that there's a, some love coming my way, I stop to make sure that that happens. But um, Yeah. I, I want to, to be better about getting into a routine where I'm up earlier than everyone else in the house by mm-hmm. several hours and get into the, the journaling mm-hmm. and writing down ideas. A lot of times I'll, I'll try to do that at night and brain shot. <laughs> Words don't make sense. I'm a horrible uh, speller and with grammar. Yeah, uh, But yeah, you throw that on top of a... Full day a, of work and then trying to do something, you know, for yourself after being dad and yeah. husband. It's 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 like it's rough. Word is in, the, what in the? Yeah, it? What? Like, yeah, it's rough. Uh, it's rough. Spell checking ain't even gonna help you. Nah, nah, <laughs> it's
0: it's rough. I'm I'm there with you. Like I made that transition a few years ago, yeah, and it changed everything. Now sometimes I still go to bed late, but I've been getting up early so so long that no matter what time I go to bed. I get up early no matter what. No matter what. I get up early automatically.
1: Are you a coffee guy? Is there coffee in your your routine? It's
0: like a love-hate relationship. For real. Because (laughs) I had to stop drinking it for a period of time because it it gave me like this phlegmy buildup. Yeah? Yeah. And um, one morning I was at church and I was doing worship and I was choking. Like literally choking on my own phlegm. So...
1: Man. yeah, that, I would, I would imagine that.
0: But it wasn't actually coffee. I, I, I so later on, f- it, it, it was, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a dairy thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I eventually went to almond milk. So oh, okay, so, yeah, so see, you yeah. straight black coffee or black coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. It's, it, it's, it's, grueling. Oh, it's, man. it's like, you should want it when you're eating or drinking. You should be enjoying it. On the way down, yes. it, it, it's rough. Most but of the
1: time, I feel like when I drink black I don't coffee, really it just drink smacks the, me around the right. whole, the whole way. I'm like, <laughs> You hate me. Why do you hate why am I? Why am I doing this?
0: Yeah, but I don't really drink that much coffee. I kind of toned down on it yep. after I went through that period. of yep. stopped drinking it. Yep. So I'm off and on. But yeah, but usually, like I get up regardless Six, seven, okay. six, seven, six thirty-seven. I'm gonna get up somewhere between right that, that span. But one thing it did, it made it gave me a clearer mind in the morning. Clearer mind. And so if anyone I would encourage them to do it because I wasn't that night or oh, night out. Yeah. Like three three AM. And you know, oh, I think I, college yeah. had a big part to play oh, in that. Oh, one
1: hundred percent. College 100%. inducted us
0: in that whole deal. But yeah, I would recommend anyone to do that change. All right, so what's what's next for Doc?
1: Oh man. Um yeah, trying to, to figure out what those goals are from myself personally and the the career. Gotcha. Um, like I said early on, like a lot of that time, I wouldn't say it was wasted, mm-hmm. but it definitely wasn't focused. Right. Um. Uh. So I've been I've been trying to double down and play catch up on where I need to go, what I, what I need to be doing. Um. And so. That is uh, the big question on my mind right now. and uh, It's fuzzy. Oh, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out a way to, to continue to uh, do more art.
0: Um, more of your personal more art. More of
1: my stuff. I figure out a way to, to find the clients that would benefit from gotcha. me having to sit next to them or, or alongside with them partnering to, to create a story or to tell a story about what they're wanting to do with their company or with their article or, right. you know if it's right. an editorial type of illustration or or whatnot. um I think everybody's trying to like working towards the like that personal brand um, right trying to figure out if that's part of who I am what I am doing and um uh, yeah, there's, growing up or helping raise the kids, uh, there have been stories that have started to 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 creep onto the horizon, mm. where I'm like, I wonder, just for the love of doing and storytelling, I wonder if there's a kids book, yeah, in me somewhere, and that's one of those die empty like I want to I want to get it out, yeah. so that I don't take it with me to the grave type of a thing, so. Um, that's probably the biggest daunting project, personal project that I've got right now is to get a, get the story working correctly and figure out how to present it visually. So Yeah,
0: I'm with you on that because, I mean, I've talked to, like, you talk to senior citizens. The one thing they always tell you is that thing they never did.
1: Always. Yeah. That that's thing, what they regret is the yeah, one thing that They never, they never did.
0: did. They never talk about the great accomplishments. They never talk about the things that they got done. They always talk about the things that they never got done. So I just so when you said that book, I feel like that book really resonated with me because that's like my thought
1: process. Cool. If well, check it out. Let me know what you think. I'd yeah. love to, to to go back through my, my notes and, and read back up on on things so, that I wrote. I think I read it probably four or five years ago. At this point. really. Yeah. Yeah. So you probably read it again and Be a whole fresh and, set and of eyes,
0: deep get deeper. Yeah. So what advice would you have for creatives out there?
1: Uh, stop selling yourself short. Mm. um uh, i think it's it runs rampant in our industry and i think some of that comes from that stupid little voice in the back of our head that says i'm not good enough for you know As i was going to say if you can if you can turn off your instagram and all of that that the uh, the follower monster right. mentality and right. just post to post and share and get that stuff out of you right. and out of your head and, and out into the world. Um, and then, you know, focus on the relationships and building them. Um, yeah, don't, don't sell yourself short. We do it far too often, uh, from the value that we create and give to other people true. with the that work true. that we do and, and the thinking that we do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not every idea that we have is going to be gold, but uh, there's you we're going to have a couple bronze ideas yeah. in there. We're going to have some silver ideas. We'll have some gold ideas, and um, I think, unfortunately, we're not all going to have the the platinum or the right. unobtainium. Right, it's true. It's true.
0: <laughs> it's true. But you got to get it out because I feel yeah. like you it will eat you up not yeah. getting it out more than whatever quote unquote failure you're going to experience. Yeah.
1: And if, if you're if you're hiding. Because you're scared that you're going to fail, then you're always going to live in that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like I said, mistakes stacked on top of mistakes, if you learn from them, become beautiful test type of a thing. And it's just being able to be smart enough to look back and go, this is what I learned from that, this is what I learned from that mistake or that project. Right. And then, you know, it doesn't even have to be a mistake. It's right. just, what did I learn from this project? And if you can sit down after a project, to dissect what went right, what went wrong, and what could potentially have gone either way, Right. I think then you'll just exponentially grow how you think and how you work with clients and your own work type of thing. And then that'll build your confidence and self-esteem, and you'll be like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about.
0: All right, all right, all right. Dude, this, this has been great, man. This has been great. Uh, where can people go to find you, learn more about you?
1: Um, they can find me on the socials at uh, I am Redicus. Um, my website is iamredicus.com, and uh, come on. on Twitter, Instagram, Behance. Uh, yeah, okay. I think that's pretty much everything. My Etsy store is pretty much dead, but I'm trying to resurrect it.
0: <laughs> I have come. Uh, I have. I'm done with Etsy. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Well, Doc, my good friend, like this has been awesome, man. Uh, I like, um, I really appreciate you doing this, and we are live here at the greatest conference yes. on the planet, the Creative yep. South. Dude, I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it was been a, it's been an honor. Thank you. Thank All you for your friendship and for. Uh doing this i know that your interviews with uh, other guests have have made an impact as i'm driving to and from work and helping me reevaluate some things and um yeah dude put people in my life that i hadn't necessarily met already
0: i really appreciate that man thank you for listening to this week's episode i hope it's been super valuable to you and you're now ready to take your audience building your community growing to the next level to help you and help me build our empire for lack of a better word or just to build our thing um, remember to stop by itunes passion behind the art and leave a review and subscribe it's very important to me it helps the podcast grow and it makes me feel good to kind of hear from you guys to know what you like about this podcast what it's done for you so jump on itunes and subscribe and leave a review passion behind the art. Be blessed.